0: Can I do it? Can I? Lord, give me the strength. Give me the strength to listen to about 35 seconds of Hillary Clinton this weekend on Sunday morning CBS. Listen. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take Mm -hmm. responsibility for those parts of it that I should, but Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day, and history will probably sort it all out. So, of course, he's obsessed with me, and I believe that it's a guilty (laughs) conscience in so much as he has a conscience. He doesn't think of you, Hillary. He doesn't. When he obsesses over the election, it's not about Hillary Clinton. It's about the corruption of the Democrats and the way they played. He's not... Hillary, you were the worst candidate in my lifetime (laughs) and maybe in several Beck generations. I mean, my shoe could have beaten you. There's no mystery here. Yeah, that's why you lost. D- that's I, why she lost. She's horrible. This she was s- horrible further than I've heard her go though. She's saying the election was not legitimate. Remember the oh, big yeah, complaint no, before the oh, election yeah. was that Donald Trump was going to say it wasn't legitimate? Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. Do you remember how they spent the, the press spent weeks talking about what a scary thing it was that one of a major presidential candidates would say dare say that if they lost the other side uh w- cheated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Here this is what she's saying. Well, She's saying, we don't know how, but well, we think he cheated. That's not how what you was, could accuse someone of a major crime. What was the deal with the media? They're they're claiming that the uh, birth certificate stuff claimed that he was an illegitimate president. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And you had a problem with it. And that's why we didn't report on it. I mean, we, we did our homework on it, and we found it to be a valid birth certificate but those people who kept going with the the non-valid birth certificate look it could have been changed i bet it was cia that changed it good they're doing the same thing this is just their birth certificate thing but here's the here's the problem with the birth certificate the president could have do, he could have solved that right away he could have released that thing right away but it helped obama it helped him because it made anybody who was opposed to him, they could throw him into yeah. birther categories where I wasn't a birther, you weren't a birther, but we were birthers. Right, it was, it was a handy way to, to demean Correct. his enemies. Correct. Okay, so that's why they kept that thing going for as long as they did. Now, what are they doing here? With the birth certificate, it was Obama's prerogative to release that certificate whenever he wanted. Okay, he held it back. This is not only a false claim this is what they did this is what they did oh he was he was involved in russia let me give you some new information now on the ukraine scandal with the with the dnc we're doing a special with blaze tv and the the episodes begin tonight tonight we're uh, talking to you about what you Need to know what your questions are, because I want to make sure that on Thursday, this special hits everything that it needs to hit. On Tuesday, we're going into uh, Biden and Ukraine. On Wednesday, Biden and China. Then on Thursday, we'll do a special behind the scenes at five o'clock and then Thursday night at 830 uh, Central Time, 930 Eastern. We are going to do a special Ukraine, the Democrats, Russia. Now, why are we calling it the Democrats, Russia? When John Solomon was doing his research on the uh, Russian collusion story, what, about a year and a half ago, he had gone over to the Ukraine because some of the information was coming from the Ukraine, And so when he's looking at it, he was asking for the Ukrainians to help. Did it come from you? Where was it? Were the Democrats involved? So he was satisfied that Donald Trump was not involved with Russia. And that he had not colluded with Russia to get dirt on uh, Hillary Clinton. The last thing that this source in Ukraine said to uh, John Solomon was when John said, okay, so there's really nothing to see here, the the guy looked at him and said, shook his head and said, you don't get it. Ukraine is the Democrats' Russia. Everything that they said Donald Trump was doing, they were doing in Russia. And the evidence is a little overwhelming at this point. Imagine what could happen And the evidence you could get if you're looking for it. Let me give you a couple of things. First. uh, Chris Murphy in uh, from Connecticut. He's a Democrat from Connecticut. He called or went over to uh, Zelensky and he wanted to make sure that the Ukrainian, the new Ukrainian president knew exactly what the deal was. Now, He spoke to him in, I believe, August. I don't have the date in front of me. While choosing his words carefully, this is from John Solomon, Murphy made clear by his own account that Ukraine currently enjoyed bipartisan support for USAID, but that could be jeopardized if the new president acquiesced a request by President Trump to investigate past corruption allegation involving Americans, including Joe Biden. What is that? Can somebody help me on that? What is that? Did he not just threaten aid? Murphy boasted after the meeting that he told the new Ukrainian leader that the U.S. aid was his country's most important asset, and it would be viewed as election meddling and disastrous for long-term U.S.-Ukrainian relations to bend to the wishes of Donald Trump. Quote, I told Zelensky that he should not insert himself or his government into American politics. I cautioned him that complying with the demands of the president's campaign representatives to investigate a political rival of the president would gravely damage U.S.-Ukrainian relationship. There are a few things Republicans and Democrats agree on in Washington these days, and support for the Ukraine is one of them. So here's his message. Investigate the Ukraine dealings with Joe Biden and his son, and you're not going to get any aid. Now, that's current. So they just did exactly what they accused the president of doing. But the president was looking for something else. So you have to understand, he is not obsessed with Hillary Clinton. She's a loser and he knows it. And he doesn't spend any time thinking about people he thinks are losers. What he is thinking about is, and she did it for a reason, he's an illegitimate president. She knows that will bother him at night. It will bother him in everything he does. That will stick to him and he will make mistakes because he will be so preoccupied with they're saying I'm a little illegitimate president I'm not an illegitimate president so they're trying she specifically chose those words because she's trying to get underneath his skin and it will work now I want to give you a couple of other things of what Donald Trump is actually looking for He's not obsessed with Clinton. He's obsessed with the DNC's investigation into the Russia thing. He's obsessed with that because it didn't happen. And, and how, is, how, how, did this, how did this happen? He believes he was set up. Now, I'm going to give you some clear-cut evidence that that is true. This is this on top of the Biden thing. The Biden thing is what everybody's concentrating on. That's not what you should focus on. And I'll give you some of that evidence. As early as January 2016, the Obama White House unexpectedly invited Ukraine's top prosecutors to Washington to discuss fighting corruption in the economy. The meeting promised us training turned out to be more of a pretext for the Obama administration to pressure Ukraine's prosecutors to drop an investigation into into the Burisma Holdings gas company that employed Hunter Biden and to look for new evidence in a then dormant criminal case against eventual Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, a GOP lobbyist. So this is 2016. The Obama administration Brings the prosecutors over and says, hey, we got to train. We got to work together. And oh, by the way, you guys got to stop on that thing. U.S. US officials, quoting, kept talking about how important it was that all of our anti-corruption efforts be united. Now, this is not like a whistleblower that's saying this, who has secondhand knowledge This is the former political officer in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington who organized and attended the meetings. Nazar Kolodensky, Ukraine's chief anti-corruption officer, also on the record, said soon after he returned from the Washington meeting, he saw evidence in Ukraine of political meddling in the U.S. election. The two top Ukrainian officials that released secret evidence to the American media smearing Paul Manafort. That's what they were asking for in 2016, the Obama White House, here in the United States, in Washington. When they got back, two officials smeared Manafort and released information. Now, what's interesting about this is Manafort had a partner. Manafort had somebody else doing exactly the same thing, except on the Democratic side. And that name is Tony Podesta. And if you remember, the day Manafort was arrested, Tony Podesta closed his business, a very successful Washington lobbyist group. He closed it and retired. Now, why do you think? And why hasn't Tony Podesta been asked about anything? Why hasn't there been any records released from Ukraine on Tony Podesta? The release of the evidence forced Manafort to step down as Trump's top campaign advisor. Now, so you know, this just isn't two sources that are saying this. A Ukrainian court concluded last December That the release of the evidence amounted to an unlawful intervention in the U.S. election by the Kyiv government. You have that? This is more than a whistleblower. This is the courts in the Ukraine saying that two members of the government were engaged in unlawful intervention in the U.S. election. Who was that benefiting? That was benefiting Hillary Clinton. Who asked them to do it? It was the Obama administration. Shortly after the Ukrainian prosecutors returned from their Washington meeting, a new round of Democratic pressure was then exerted on Ukraine, this time via the embassy in Washington. Uh, Valerity Chaly, I don't know how to pronounce the first name, he's the Ukrainian ambassador to the United States, confirmed in a statement issued by his office that in March 2016, a contractor for the Democratic National Committee pressed his embassy to try to find any Russian dirt on Trump and Manafort that might reside in Ukraine's intelligence files. The DNC contractor also asked the ambassador's team to try to persuade Ukraine's president, Petro uh, Poroshenko, to make a statement disparaging Manafort when the Ukrainian leader visited the United States during the 2016 election. The ambassador said his embassy rebuffed both requests because it recognized they were improper efforts to get a foreign government to try to influence the election against Trump and for Hillary Clinton. It's easy to see everything that the Democrats accused Donald Trump of doing with Russia. They themselves were doing in Ukraine. This is without a government uh, investigation. This is just good reporting. Nellie Orr, the wife of senior U.S. Justice uh, Department official Bruce Orr, who we know played a role worked in 2016 as a contractor for Fusion GPS, the same Hillary Clinton-funded opposition firm that hired Christopher Steele, the British spy who wrote the now-debunked dossier linking Trump to Russia. Okay, so Nellie Orr was the one who was giving the Fusion GPS stuff into uh, the um, uh, into the federal government through her husband... And that got to the Justice Department, the FBI. They started an investigation, then they leaked it to the press, blah, blah, blah. She has now testified to Congress that some of the dirt she found on Trump during her 2016 election opposition research came from a Ukrainian parliamentary member. She also said she eventually took the information to the FBI through her husband. Another way Ukraine got inserted into the election. So pressure. Pressure opposition research, all part of the Democrats' playbook on Ukraine long before Trump ever called Zelensky this summer. And as I pointed out in the article here with John Solomon, Chris Murphy from Connecticut is still using that political pressure to influence elections in the United States through Ukraine. This is much more much bigger than Joe Biden. It is that is a big part but honestly a minor role on why you should care. This is the Democratic uh, National Committee using another intelligence service to influence our elections. More on this the special this Thursday. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Sign up now. You're listening to Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, this Thursday, we want to thank you as a Blaze subscriber for making this possible um your subscription uh has makes all of these specials all of these things that we do possible we could never afford to uh, spend the time and the money to be able to investigate these things if it wasn't for your support um and we can't thank you enough if you want to support uh voices like mine and steven crowder and dave rubin and mark levin and Uh, what 40 others please join us at the blaze um we are trying to really make a difference and we are the fastest growing uh, conservative outlet um up 100 percent month after month for the last like 13 months and we can't thank you enough for that and we need your support uh on the blaze that that Traffic has gone to the blaze, the blaze dot com, where we post a lot of these things. But um, we need your support in um, being a subscriber because, you know, things before anybody else. For instance, if you were a subscriber or you listen to this program uh, and you have have heard us when we tell you there's a special on our YouTube or whatever, um, you knew about this Biden thing. I mean, it was it was quite interesting to read comments in stories from other places and and tweets when people would tweet out and they tweet this Biden thing. And my audience and the Blaze audience would say, yeah, I learned about this six months ago. This. Hello. Catch up. Here's the link. It's so critical that you are informed and you know the news of tomorrow. Before anybody does, because then you're not in a panic trying to catch up. You can really inform yourself when you are a member of the Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You'll save 10 percent. Now, on Thursday, we're doing a special and we're doing it on Facebook and YouTube. It is happening. Um, it is happening at 830 Central, 930 Eastern and um we put it up on youtube and facebook so you can see it for free and you can share it with your friends this special is going to bring all of the facts together and and give you the narrative of what this scandal is really all about my wife sat with me on the stairs i think it was last maybe thursday or friday and uh we were getting the kids ready for school the next day and helping finish the homework. And we were both so exhausted. We just sat on our stairs, uh, by the front door. And, and, uh, uh, she said, okay, (sighs) so tell me what the hell is happening with the impeachment and the Ukrainian thing? What's this all about? And so we sat there for a while and I tried to explain it. And that's exactly what I'm going to help you with on Thursday. So if you know anybody that needs to know this, wants to know this, is eager to find out the truth, the narrative has not been put together by anybody yet. It's all kind of just bits and pieces here and there. And, and a lot is here to show you that this is massive corruption, massive corruption And we have to be aware, and I don't care where I really, honestly, I don't think this is going to happen. But if it does, if Donald Trump was found to do something impeachable, I would be for it. If the Republicans were doing this, remember, I was on Paul Manafort long before he he joined Donald Trump. We were talking about the corruption in Ukraine long before he was with Donald Trump and we were saying look at this guy this guy should go to jail look at what he's doing we were on that story It doesn't matter who they are if they're guilty because this corruption is so deep exactly everything that the republic or the democrats said that Donald Trump did in Russia they did, and are still doing in Ukraine. And we don't have a republic if this remains. For instance, one of the things in the one of the things in the um, phone call that the left made a big deal out of is that he was asking for help, not for Hunter Biden. The first thing he asked for. What was the first thing he said? You have to find. The first thing he said was. You still may be surrounded by really bad guys. There is corruption all around you. And we think some of those bad guys are still in your circle of advisors. And the president said, I know who you're talking about. This is the president of Ukraine. I know who you're talking about. And no, sir, they are not in my circle. Well, I want you to be sure because they're really bad guys. I understand what you're saying. Then he said, "Uh, we are looking for a server. Now, what server are they looking for? They're looking for the DNC server. How dare Donald Trump, how dare him tell the Ukrainians to look for a server? I'm going to tie this together with one other thing in a second. The other thing is, he also said, you have somebody that you uh, talk to me about and I want you to know, I got rid of the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine. I got rid of her. So that obstacle is no longer there. Okay, what is that obstacle? That obstacle was stopping the Ukrainians going into the embassy and saying, I have evidence that your government operat- operatives are doing bad things here. I have information and i have evidence against some people that are coming here to the united states that are interfering in elections etc etc why would the dnc have a server in ukraine now this is the one that was hacked now why do they have a dnc server in ukraine well wouldn't we like to know so donald trump asked for the server how dare him yeah except that's the same server uh that the that james comey was looking for that the fbi the justice department was looking for and couldn't find remember they said that server was really really important for the russia investigation that's the same server that donald trump is looking for so if it was so important that the fbi and james comey needed it why is it so bad because it's going to prove that donald trump was guilty right So why is everybody upset that he's asking for this server? Why is it so bad that he says, hey, talk to our attorney general about this server? Can you find it? Donald Trump, why would he want the server that was going to prove what he did in Russia? Because the people in the Ukraine in Ukraine have been trying to get things to the United States, but they were blocked by the DNC. They were blocked by operatives in intelligence, in justice and in the embassy. I don't know about you, but I'd sure like to see what's on that DNC server. And if it implicates Donald Trump, then it implicates Donald Trump if it implicates the DNC, then it implicates the DNC. There's one other thing that came out that we talked about last, last hour that I can't, I can't emphasize how important this is enough. The intelligence community did something very, very odd last month. And if you don't believe that the deep state exists. Now, I don't believe in a star chamber. I don't believe people are, all right, here's what we do. I do believe that there are people that think alike, that believe that they are right and everyone else is wrong. And to hell with the public. The public voted this guy in, but they're stupid. We've got to stop it. And there are people in the Justice Department, there are people in the intelligence community, there are people in the State Department, there are people e- even in the White House. All right, so what is it the intelligence community did? I'll give it to you in 60 seconds. I want to make this clear. We do not know when this law was changed. We believe that it uh, was revised. This document was revised in 20 uh, sorry, in August 2019. So this last August, we know that sometime between May 2018 and August 2019, the intelligence community secretly eliminated a requirement. That whistleblowers provide direct first-hand knowledge of alleged wrongdoings. Now, this implicates the intelligence community. Why did the intelligence community quietly and not announce this change and not post this change until September 24th, 2019 at 425 p.m.? That's when it was uploaded. The document was uploaded. Now, this document is uh, is something that was released two days before the Trump dossier was released. And it is a massive change. The change in the document, if you go in and say, hey, I've, I've got a crime. I need the attorney. I need the um, inspector general to be able to see this because I think there's a crime going on. The document used to say in order to find urgent concerns credible, the IG, the ICIG must be in possession of reliable first-hand information. The ICIG cannot transmit information via the ICWPA based on an employer's second-hand knowledge of wrongdoing. This includes information received from another person, such as when a fellow employee informs you that he or she witnessed some sort of wrongdoing. Anyone with first-hand knowledge of the allegations may file a disclosure in writing directly with the ICIG. Similarly, in uh, speculation about the existence of wrongdoing does not provide sufficient legal basis to meet statutory requirements of the ICWPA. So when the Democrats said, no whistleblower has ever been held back until this one, well, Yes, because until right now, whistleblowers had to be firsthand. They had to be somebody who was a witness, who had firsthand knowledge. This whistleblower does not have firsthand knowledge. Well, this president, he held him back. Hmm. No, it looks like the intelligence community changed their disclosure of urgent concern form. And they did it probably in August of 2019 and then released it in September of 2019, just a couple of days before all of this stuff came out. And that form now reads, I know about information that I'm uh, uh, disclosing here and... Check this box, I have direct and personal knowledge, or I heard about it from others. We have always had whistleblowers have to have firsthand knowledge. We're not chasing ghosts or rumors first-hand knowledge. They just changed that for some reason, and it was the intelligence community that did that so Trump can trust the intelligence community right. You can trust the intelligence community, right? Don't you think that's a little coincidental that our standards have been forever first-hand knowledge and right right just days before they let us know oh we changed that. Why? Why did you change that? What possible reason would make you say, yeah, we want we want second-hand knowledge. You want first-hand knowledge? And you come under the protection of the government when you whistleblow? blow Why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you want to encourage the employees who are standing around doing rumors and say, wait a minute, if that's true, go file right now. Come on, I'll go with you. Go file right now. Why would you have rumors that then could be released to the press that you don't know if they're true or not. That's insanity. But that's what your intelligence community has just done to the President of the United States. Doesn't matter who that President is. You're listening to Glenn Beck.